it makes my heart sing when I see every single student looking a little bit different in the form because that means that they are honoring themselves. Hello everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, 2020 is your year. Have you been dreaming of starting your own podcast? If you have, then this is the year to make it happen. Maybe it's an idea or something that you're really good at or something that you want to learn more about. Our friends Krista and Lindsay from the Almost 30 podcast just released the new Podcast Pro program to help you launch, market, and monetize the podcast of your dreams. Krista and Lindsay started Almost 30 in their closet floor while working full-time jobs in just three years. They turned it into a top-rated podcast with millions and millions of downloads worldwide. They've created such an incredibly supportive community. And in Podcast Pro, they're sharing exactly how they did it and all the secrets they learned along the way. You can sign up now at yourpodcastpro.com to launch your dream podcast. You can also find more information by clicking the info button of this particular podcast and check out the link there. And now back to our show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Radically Loved Radio. I am joined by a very special guest and somebody I've been wanting to get on the podcast for what seems like a year. It's been maybe about a year. We've known each other for about a year, I think. We've known each other a year. Yeah. So it's it's been a long time coming. Yeah. So I'm grateful now that we've, we've been able to get you on and uh, we have Taryn Strong on today and I am so excited to have this conversation with you, uh, especially with regard to uh, the work that you do with She Recovers and well, you and your mom and your whole um, community, the whole, um, the whole group, like the whole tribe. So I, I want to be able to you know, ask you a couple of questions with, about your background and how you got to be where you are, but also the pillar of what you do, which is all about building community and supporting women and, you know, all the things that we need to keep us alive. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm so honored to be here. So thank you for having me and thanks for being a part of our community. We're so lucky to have you. Yes. Well, and we met, I spoke at the She Recovers Conference in LA, October of 2018. And it was was such an incredibly transformative experience. Like there was Cheryl Strayed was there. Janet Mock was there. There was a I mean, like, I can't, I'm like blanking right now, just thinking there's so many, so many people were there 
you know? And I just remember looking all around and be like, wow, all of these women are so inspiring and they've done so much, especially in the space of recovery that has been so influential, you know, in a large community, but for myself included. So yeah. So anyway, we met there. I took Taryn's class and I mean, I already know that she was amazing, but I just remember, I even talked about your class, I think during my speech, because I was so moved and I still remember, you know, that, that class that you talked, that you, that you taught, it was uh, heart centered. It was all about opening the heart chakra. And I literally remember like the things that you said, it was such an incredible class. And, you know, being a yoga teacher myself, you know, I, I find that I am extremely open to taking other teachers' classes and having really great experience because I love and support all teachers everywhere and everybody has their own specific medicine. But I remember being extremely moved by you and your voice and your desire to really be there, to be present. So thank you again for that. Well, thank you. I was definitely nervous when I saw you rolling your mat out. (laughs) It's like, damn it, Rosie, why aren't you sleeping? It's 30 in the morning. <laughs> but it was so great having you there. And I feel the same. I think that for me as a teacher and as a woman on this path of healing and in recovery, it is so important for me to take other teachers' yoga classes, whether it's yoga or meditation or all different types of pathways and patchworks of recovery. I am just first and foremost a student, forever a student. And I love when I have the opportunity to learn from others. So thank you for being an example of that as well. Uh, I love that. So for the people that are watching this or the people that are listening, can you give us a little bit of background on you and how you got to be where you are in this space of creating this ultimate community? Yeah, absolutely. So... You know, I'm at that point, well, I have been at this point the last few years where I can look back at not only my life, but my family's life, you know, my parents' life. And I can see how every single event has led me to where I am to do the work that I'm doing. And parts of my story, gosh, we all have our story and it's so long. So the, sh- the shorter version of <laughs> my story, my story I'll share first, and then I'll share a little bit about my moms because they, they relate. So, right. I am someone who, I'm a woman who identifies as being in recovery from all sorts of things. And the things that I identify as being in recovery from are self-harm, which started when I was about 12 or 13. Substance use disorder, again, that started at around age 13. Codependency, that probably started when I was like three years old. Um, Disordered eating, low self-worth, no self-esteem, being afraid of my voice, all the things, right? And I really, when I was 16, things got really scary for me. I hit, I hit a, a bottom. When I was 16, I was addicted to cocaine and crystal meth. And I thought it would be a good idea to run away and live with my boyfriend who was a drug dealer. And that was... Um, the first experience in my life that was truly, really, really painful. But then at the end of it, when I made it to the other side, was one of the most transformative experiences of my life. 
Then again, when I was in my 20s, though, I thought that I had it all under control. So when I was in, when I was a teen, I was using the modalities of therapy and a little bit of 12-step program work to help. And they, they were really helpful at the time. When I, was, when I reached about 20 years old, I thought it, that maybe I had things under control and that maybe I could start using um, alcohol recreationally, just sometimes. I was comparing myself to 16-year-old Taryn who was using really hard drugs on a daily basis. And, you know, life was extremely chaotic and toxic then. So I thought, I'm just doing what a girl in her 20s does. We drink on the weekends. We're a little bit promiscuous, whatever it is. I just told myself the story that this is okay. And then it slowly and gradually became not okay because it slowly and gradually turned into not just on the weekends. And then it turned into not just alcohol. I did, I was able, I was reintroduced, I guess we could say to cocaine. And I started using hard drugs again and MDMA and and other substances. And then I hit another bottom. It wasn't as low, we could say, as the one I, when I was 16, because I didn't lose my job. I didn't lose my house. I didn't lose my relationships. But what I was losing was myself. And I was in complete, um, I was completely out of alignment with myself and not an integrity. And that was the worst imaginable feeling for me, not being in alignment and not living my truest self Mm -hmm. at this time. So let's rewind to the time when I hadn't started experimenting. I was actually not drinking or anything. Mom and I, my mom started, um, I was a yoga teacher teaching yoga for recovery and we started something called She Recovers. We started a Facebook page called She Recovers. And the idea behind She Recovers was a Facebook page for women to come and find inspiration regardless of what they're recovering from. Because one of our main guidelines is that we're all recovering from something. So then we started doing yoga retreats. And it was after that that I had what I now, when I look back at, consider a relapse. At the time, I didn't consider it a relapse because I totally thought, like I said, I had it under control. Mm-hmm. I, I would never lie to anybody. I did share that I use substances. I just was lying to myself about how unhealthy it was. So luckily, I found my truth and was able to get back on the path of recovery for myself. And then my mom, I'll just quickly share as well. She's a woman in long-term recovery. She's got decades of recovery from substance use disorder. She's also recovered from cancer and domestic violence and workaholism and anxiety and depression and all sorts of things as well. So together, we now see and are now so blessed to be able to share our journeys with our community. And we both have very different approaches to our recoveries, which I think is what, which is really helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, grateful for that opportunity. Uveda has one simple vision. They want to create a healthier and happier world using the intelligence of Mother Nature. Uveda believes in the ancient principles of Ayurveda and want to bring them to you in a modern and easy way. They created innovative and full support supplements that contain only the best, highest quality organic and wild harvested ingredients. And now they have just introduced a brand new essential oils line to go with your health journey. One of my favorite essential oils is the immunity. 
Aromatherapy can help boost your immune system by providing your body the strength to heal and the support it so desperately needs. The doctors over at Uveda recommend to pair the essential oil with the My Healthy Immunity Supplement Kit in order to help strengthen your immune system to the fullest. For me, it is a non-negotiable as I travel all the time and I'm trying to take care of my health. For more information, go to uveda.com and don't forget to use the promo code ROSIE to get a special discount on your next order. And now back to our show. I love that you have your own approach and I love that the the tagline for for you guys is like every everybody is recovering from something. And I feel like that's such an inclusive tagline because not everybody that drinks alcohol is an alcoholic. Not everybody, you know, it's everybody has their own uh, different types of capacities and different ways of how they use their own, you know, whatever recreational things that they want to do. But I think that when you talk about recovery as a whole, like I'm recovering from, workahol you know being a workaholic or i'm recovering from eating having a sugar addiction i'm recovering from whatever it may be i think at the end of the day it's what you do your best you do your best and so long as you have the right support i think i think is is huge and i think that what's most compelling about you and your story is the fact that you and you talk about this, and I, I remember on the She Recovers podcast, which is now available for everybody that's listening, you talked about having like a blockage in your throat chakra or like your voice going away or something. And I'm like, wow, this is all of those things. And again, without trying to sound woo, you know, because I know we, and we love woo, we love yeah. woo so much. <laughs> I think it's important to be able to make the connect, the spiritual connections when you can the energetic connections when you can you know when you can say oh yeah i'm having a hard time and all of a sudden oh my i've lost my voice but i have a lot of things that i'm not saying or there's something that i'm struggling with and for some reason all these people keep coming into my life or this person's feed keeps coming up or i keep seeing ads for this thing i think it's important for us to be able to pay attention and just going back to what you were talking about, taking recovery and doing it in a way that feels good for you, that is sustainable to you. I think it's important because there's no, you know, I say, I always say one person's, one person's food is another person's poison, right? Like that's what, that's what we learn in nutrition school, that that's, that's part of what what our our path is and when we can get to a place where we understand who we are and what we need for ourselves we can then be able to get to a place where we can ask for help and get the support that we need from the people that we need it by right absolutely another one of our main intentions and guiding principles is that we have to be supported to find and follow individualized patchworks and pathways of recovery and that has been really powerful for me in my journey because when i first started healing as i as i mentioned earlier briefly what we knew then when i was 16 um and i was needing to heal was okay 
She's got some issues. Let's get her in therapy and let's put her in some 12-step programs. And yes, that absolutely helped. But what I've always, what I always knew, but I couldn't articulate was that movement is really therapeutic for me. I've been a dancer my entire life. And anytime I, I dance or move my body in any way, even if it's just like a wiggle or a shimmy, um, it's therapeutic and I feel the release. So in, intuitively I knew that, but I didn't listen to it. So when I was in my twenties and fell in love with yoga, I really, I gave myself permission to follow yoga as a pathway in my recovery. 12-step meetings save lives. It's, it's so important. And I, I know that it resonates for so many people. And I will never say a bad word about a 12-step program. They didn't work for me. How I felt after attending a meeting versus how I felt after attending a yoga class, there, there was no comparison. So I gave myself permission that, okay, so yoga, this is my modality. And I was so lucky that I was able to surround myself with supportive women who also supported me in this decision. There were some people who were a little fearful and frightful and thought, if you're not in a 12-step program, you're not actually in recovery. But luckily, there were more people saying, absolutely, if yoga is your thing, follow that. So yoga, of course, is just one one of the many things in my patchwork of recovery, but it was that support of the women around me saying, find what works for you. And I also want to say quickly, because you, you talked about it and it's just so, so important and worth saying again, you know, substances for those of us who have become addicted to substances, that's just a symptom for some of us. That is what we use to cope but that's not what everybody uses to cope. For other people, it is food, right? It could be Mm -hmm. sex, it could be gambling, it could be shopping, it's relationships. And at She Recovers, whether it's our social media platforms or events or retreats, everybody is truly, truly welcome, whatever you're recovering from. So just wanted to mention that. Yeah. And I think that, thank you for saying that, because I think it's something that we need to hear, uh, especially when it it comes to these, you know, there everything out there that has to do with recovery, There, there's like a template for it. There's a system. And if you're not part of the system, sometimes it makes you feel like if I'm not part of the system, then I'm not recovering. If I'm not doing this, then that means I'm going to, I'm destined to be a drug addict my whole life, or I'm going to, I'm not going to be happy. And I just really feel like yeah, and I and I agree with you. I grew up in, you know, you you know this as as part of my past, but I grew up in AA rooms. You know, my, my I come from a family of alcoholics and drug addicts, and I'm extremely familiar with the program. I personally myself have been fortunate to never have had an issue with substances, but I've had issues with food, with sugar addiction. You know that it, that has been my coping mechanism. And I find that all of those modalities, all of those recovery modalities are really great, but I really feel like you have to find what works best for you and and in a place where you feel supported. Because sometimes if you're not, it's like being a part of a gang, you know, it's like you have to do things a certain way. I'm not, I'm so not comparing AA to a gang at all. No, I'm just saying that there are certain certain types of systems that require you to be dogmatic and require you to be 
you know, like evangelical about it. And I feel like that's a, that can be a slippery slope because I feel like that's the kind of, of energy that, that gets addicts to where they go, right? It's that, that commitment to, I want to feel good all the time. Yeah. You know, I, I speak for myself because that's been my experience with sugar or having, or, you know, or overeating and, and that kind of thing. So how, what's your feeling on that? Yeah, I agree. I feel like we haven't, up until recently, back to the permission piece, we just haven't been given permission to explore mm. really what works for us. Yeah. And I know for me, speaking about my journey, it's been a, reco- a journey of not only recovering my voice, but also recovering my connection to my intuition. And my intuition has always been speaking to me very loudly. I just... I never trusted it. I never listened to it. And so having women in my life who have supported me following my intuition and my intuition about my own healing journey has been extremely profound and has brought my healing into just, it's just brought so much depth into my journey personally. Yeah, And I just, I see it every day when we give women support and the permission to recover in their own way, they do recover. And it's different forever. I mean, all of our experiences are different. So it just makes sense that our healing journeys are going to be different as well. It's just like in a yoga class, when we're teaching a yoga class, if all of our students are practicing the form the exact same way, it's just because they're just doing what they think is expected of them, but they aren't actually honoring themselves. So when I'm teaching a yoga class, it makes my heart sing when I see every single student looking a little bit different in the form, because that means that they are honoring themselves. You're preaching to the choir over here. I I totally agree. I think that that's such a beautiful way of looking at it and, and a great metaphor, right? For where we are as people. And I want to, I want to speak to the permission piece a little bit more because I feel like that's really the key, really creating this space for people to give themselves permission. And before we started this podcast, uh, this recording, I was telling Taryn how I feel like women asking for permission all the time, it seems like such a standard thing. We're constantly having to ask for permission to even relax or go get a massage or take some time to not do anything. I mean, I feel, I know for myself, if I just want to lay on the couch and watch a, a show or something, I'm like, okay, I can do one episode. And I'm like, if I have to, why? Like, why? Because I feel so guilty just mm-hmm. taking the time to just do nothing. And I think, I think there's definitely something a little bit deeper in that, you know? Well, and I also feel like there's, you know, that constantly producing, constantly wanting to produce something, constantly wanting to do something, but, but why, right? It's like, why, why do you feel the desire and why do you allow yourself to get to a place where you feel so depleted and still not give yourself the opportunity to reset? Absolutely. I think, and I've no, what I feel true for me in my journey is that it's been a recovery from the patriarchy and recovery from this masculine energy of do, 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 do at the expense of everything and everyone. 
And I'm a recovering perfectionist. And I totally relate to what you're saying where (laughs) if I want to give myself permission to, yeah, let's use the example of watch an episode on Netflix. I still haven't figured out how to truly allow myself to enjoy watching that episode on Netflix because in the back of my mind, I am telling myself what I should be doing instead. I should be doing something more productive. Or while I'm watching this episode on Netflix, I'll try to do something productive while I'm watching it. (laughs) And it's like, why? Where does this conditioning come from? Well, and I know, I mean, my mom is a workaholic and she's still a workaholic. It's something that she is working on and has been working on for eight years, right? So it's, yeah, I think it's a lot of it has to do with recovering from the patriarchy. Yeah. So- Going back to this idea of building a supportive group of people, I don't want to just say women, I want to just say people because I feel like it, it's, it's, a, it's a community, right? We have to have different types of people to help support. For you, what's been your experience in building a community? How has it been helpful to you? And then you personally, is there a group of close-knit friends that you grew up with? Like, What is your immediate circle of wise friends look like? Yeah. My, um, my close group of people has really evolved throughout my adult life. You know, I came to the realization um, in my most recent journey of recovery where there were some relationships that I had to let go of because they weren't very healthy. And that doesn't mean there's nothing wrong with those people. It's just, you know, on both sides, it just, we had these beautiful relationships that just came to a point where we weren't serving each other. You know, we kind of, we grew apart. And I struggled with that for, I struggled with that for a really long time. But now my close, my closest peeps, um, you know, I have some, I'm so lucky who I have known since high school and I can probably count them all on one hand. And that I love, right? Quality over quantity. I have, um, and I have just, they're just such strong people in my life who love me unconditionally, who I know I could go to with anything and there will be no judgment. There, there will be nothing but love. And these people are also, they're my mirrors. They push me to be my person who's in integrity. They call me on my bullshit. And I need that because I am someone who could really easily fall into this illusion and denial. And so my closest people will call me on my shit when they see it. Um, in terms of finding my broader community, it's just, it's happened organically. I find that when you, when you do start living your truth, whatever your truth is, or when you do start this path of healing, your people, you just find each other. It's like your magnets or something. You just find each other. And that might be online. Like I have a really, I have people who I would call best friends online who I've never met in real life. And that's some of the funnest parts of our events and retreats is we actually get to meet each other in person. Yeah. Yeah. But people who we have supported each other through all of the highs and the lows over the years, and I haven't actually met them in real life. So however, these people appear to you in your life, just, you'll know, you'll feel that heart connection. You'll feel that soul connection. And you'll know that your people are your people. 
when you're in their presence in whatever capacity that you're in their presence and you just, you, you, you leave that interaction feeling better for Mm. it. The people in your life who deplete you, drain you, exhaust you, even if you've been around them for a minute, boundaries, boundaries are something that I'm just starting to um, work on in my Mm. life, but they're so, they're so important and we can have boundaries with love. And that's, that's, that's what we need. Some people aren't our people and that's okay. Yeah, no, I love that you're saying that. If you were going to give the listeners or the people watching this video, like three main foundations for building a good group, support group or tribe, what would be the three main things that maybe you and, and Mama Don created for the She Recovers Facebook group that grew so, so big. Yeah. I love this question. So the first thing would be to stay open, stay open-minded and keep your heart open. For Mama Dawn and I, when we started She Recovers, our intention was, you know, this Facebook page to help women in recovery from substance use disorder. And then we actually stayed open and we listened and we saw that we actually, women were all recovering from something. So that's where that came from. So I would say just, just stay open, right? Sometimes we get so fixed on something, so fixed on an idea or so fixed on how we think things should be that we miss out on other beautiful opportunities. So stay open would be number one. Number two would be to know that you are worthy to know that you are worthy of your healing and your recovery and you're worthy of receiving. I find that that's something that is a tricky one for us humans to get where we can be really good at giving, 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 but the receiving part can be trickier. So just knowing that you are worthy. And then third would be, oh my gosh. Um, just to trust yourself. Mm. That makes sense. Just, yeah, just, just trust yourself and trust your sensitivities and trust when you're reading other people. Um, just, just trust yourself. Mm. I love that. I think so much of what you've spoken about and even some of the things that you said during this interview revolve around that sense of, of, really listening to your inner highest self. And so I really, I love that. Oh my goodness. Skinny Dipped Almonds has a new dark plus sea salt. Honey, can you see? Hey guys. (laughs) Uh, Skinny Dipped Almonds, you know the drill. They're amazing. They have brand new flavors that you must try. There is a new Skinny Dipped Lemon Bliss, which tastes like, what was that? Do you remember those cookies? Lemon, what were they called? Here's Tori. Hey, guys. They were what? Do you remember those lemon cream cookies? What were they called? Lemon cream cookies, yeah. Uh, Anyway, they're delicious. We have had such a great response. For those of you that have been listening to the podcast that have tried the Skinny Dipped Almonds or have gone to any one of my retreats or events and have had 
the pleasure of trying these delicious treats. They are non-GMO, they have less sugar, and they are really a guiltless treat. So head over to skinnydipped.com or you can click the link on the info button of this particular podcast. And don't forget to use the code ROSIE15 to get your discount. Again, head to skinnydip.com and enter the code ROSIE15, R-O-S-I-E, one five to get your skinny dipped almonds. And if you know the cookie that I'm talking about, please uh, send us a message and let us know. <laughs> and now back to our show. So for the, the people that are watching this or listening, where can they reach you? Where can they connect with you for uh, either support or to learn more about She Recovers? Yeah. Thank you. And I do mean this when I say this, anybody is more than welcome to reach out to me personally anytime. Um, it's always an honor. I'm never like, oh my God, why is this person reaching out to me? I'm always so touched and honored. So my Instagram is Taryn Strong. We also have our She Recovers Instagram Instagram page, which is she underscore recovers. And then of course on Facebook where she recovers. Our website is www.sherecovers.co, not .com, which is confusing, but it's .co. <laughs> And on our website, you can find our upcoming events and retreats, our workshops, our podcast, our, I have an online yoga program there. I have a yoga teacher designation program that's coming up. Um, we have recovery coaches and a recovery coach program. There's all sorts of fun things going on. So it's all on our website, sherecovers.co. Fun. That's so amazing. Taryn, thank you so much. And for those of you listening or watching this video, the links to everything that Taryn just said will be uh, on the info button if you're listening to the podcast or below in the info section for the video. So be sure to check those out. So before I let you go, and Taryn, this is our first of many interviews, I'm sure. Um, I want to ask you the question that I ask all of my guests and it's with regard to this podcast and why I created it. And it's uh, the idea that we're all loved and supported by God, source, universe, higher power, that the universe works for us and not against us. And so the final question to you is, how do you feel radically loved? Oh gosh. The first thing that comes to mind is when I allow myself to receive which I think is so funny that I was just talking about that moments ago. We often talk about what we need to hear, isn't it? So when I feel radically loved, it's, it's yeah, it's when I'm with my people, my community, and I'm allowing myself to be seen. And when I feel heard and when I am receiving. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much, Taryn. You're the best. Thank you, you so much. Thanks for all the work you're doing. And Ditto. we got to get you on our podcast. Yes, I'm excited. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.